0: My name is Christian, and I'm Rob, and this is Faith 168. There are 168 hours in every week, and in those 168 hours, we need Jesus
1: to make it through. So join us every week as we share devotions,
0: talk about standing boldly in the Word of God, and answer tough questions submitted by you, our listeners. Welcome to to Faith Faith 168.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever time you're listening to this, we thank you for listening to the Faith 168 Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Brother Christian. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well, Brother Rob. So glad to be back and recording. I know that both you and I have had a very busy time. Uh, Typically, I'm the one who's super busy during the summer and pretty free throughout the year, but then you're usually pretty busy throughout the year and a little more free during the summer. But that's kind of an oxymoron because no pastor is actually really free from duty throughout the year. But Brother Rob, you've had a a pretty big year. You've had a lot of changes in your life. Uh, You were pastoring over in Arkansas and things were going well and God was using you greatly and Yet, you know, God sometimes calls you to a different place uh, to do a different thing. And and that's God right. has called you to move. You weren't sure exactly how everything was going to work out, but he provided a job for you.
1: That's right. And
0: not only that, now you get to pastor a church in our hometown that we grew up in. So I know that's exciting. That's but right. what's really exciting, too, to think about is the job that you are doing uh, pretty much in the secular world, because it's this job that's extremely important for Christians to be involved in, because we are losing a lot of battles on this front, and that's in the school system. And I'm so excited to see how God uses you as you start up this new year working as a history teacher. And brother, I got to tell you, I am praying for you. I do a lot of youth ministry. I work with a lot of youth, but that is small scale compared to working in a school system full of youth. Now, I'm not I'm not complaining. I'm not saying that kids are just awful. I, I think every generation is a little bit different from the generation before them, and that's kind of where the miscommunication comes in and where generations start saying, well, we're the best and they're the worst. And whatnot. But I got to tell you, it's it's really hard to understand the generations that are coming forward. And it's probably just because we're getting old. But brother, I'm definitely praying for you. So tell us a little bit about what's on your mind concerning this and, and how God called you to this area.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm going to be uh, teaching world history and AP world history this year. That's funny. I, I never took the AP class. I never actually took an AP class, period.
0: And, and here you get to teach it. <laughs>
1: I get to teach it. I, uh, I, I did, uh, believe it or not, and this is going to make some of you guys uh, laugh, I, I was in honors English and actually was able to uh, to take college English in, uh, in high school. Uh, that was not because of my uh, amazing English skills it was more for my writing than it, than it was uh, for my uh, knowledge of the English language uh, mm-hmm. however uh, I, I wasn't necessarily a history buff it, it's because of my love for God's word and and understanding uh, Israel and the Middle East and, and what God has done throughout time that has has led me to love after high school history and so that's why I decided to go into it and so world history is actually pretty uh, a pretty awesome field for me to study and, and, and teach, uh, because I get to talk about Christianity and I get to talk about all the other world religions. And so, uh, there, there's a, a way for me to, to do what I love and talk about what I love, uh, in the classroom and, uh, in, in a way that the state and uh, federal gro- government approve of and allow me to do. Uh, but this all started back uh, about a year, year and a half ago where, um, I was talking to uh, a brother, uh, brother Christian knows him, but I won't say his name on here just for privacy, but we were talking and he has, he's actually a, a pastor and a teacher. And uh, so I talked to him about the process of, uh, of, uh, you know, becoming a teacher and how it was to, uh, to be a teacher and a pastor at the same time. Now uh, he does have the luxury of working at a, a Christian school. So he can get uh, by with a lot more than what I can. Uh, Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) But nonetheless, I just felt like um, we, like you said, we were losing too many battles. And I believe that that God has given me the ability to teach. He's given me the love for for history. Uh, He's given me the love for youth. Um, I've wanted to teach since I was in high school, uh, but pretty much as far back as I can remember, Anytime I would bring up teaching, uh, people in my life would tell me that that's probably not where I needed to be looking back on it. Now I understand it's because of my dyslexia and, uh, different problems like that, you know, my, my speech and different things. Uh, but they said the same thing about being a pastor and I've been a pastor Mm -hmm. for a long time now, and uh, I'm not saying I'm, I'm the best or even the top tier, but, um, you know, I, I'm faithful to God and, and he's given me a, an ability to communicate with people and, and to share his word and, and his love. And so uh, I, I saw the opportunity. I felt the leading of the Holy Spirit. And uh, so I just a- applied for a position. The first position I applied for, I got an interview for, it and I actually got the job. And I had, it was funny. Uh, I got the job at a uh, in a district that has two high schools and each of the, one of the high schools wanted me to come and teach for them so one of the principals at the the school I did not go to uh was my high school offensive lineman coach uh and and he wanted me to come and and teach for him uh but the other school got to me first mm-hmm. and so but I'm excited to be doing what I'm doing, and, and that's what this uh, podcast is going to be about. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about education, and uh, about how we as Christians ought to train up our children at home, it, because education starts at home. Education yeah. starts. Uh, my little boy isn't quite two years old yet, but he's repeating absolutely everything we say, um, and so now for better it's, or for worse. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Now's the time that we start his education. He, he's learning and growing. And um, it's, it's funny. Uh, Natalie asked him a question the other day. And he said, uh, and like he was thinking about what the answer was. And I had never heard that. And it, it, it shocked me and uh, took me back for a minute, just to, mm-hmm. you know, his little mind is growing. And he's able to to go deeper in thought and, and he's making two, three, even sometimes four word sentences now. And so uh, it's awesome to see him grow, but we have to understand that the education starts at home and it starts when they're young. And so we've got to talk about education in the sense of uh, raising our children uh, in the word uh, for God, for the glory of God and, and helping them know God. Uh, but we also need to be, um, fighting the battles in our school systems uh brother Christian's going to talk a little bit more about this but the the history of the education system in America is, is the Church of Jesus Christ the Church of Jesus Christ is the education foundation of uh, America and so uh, we we look back and we see that that that's that's where schools were they were in churches uh, I I know this for a fact one of the Um, churches that I went to uh, as a youth, uh, Oak Grove Baptist Church. Uh, There was a school there at the church in the late 1800s um, or early 1900s, something like that. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to start by doing that in Proverbs chapter 22 in verse 6. And what the Bible said, what God's word says is start a youth out on his way, even when he grows old, he will not depart from it. And so if we raise our children and we allow other people to raise our children in the ways of the world, guess what they're going to look like? Guess who they're going to act like? The world. But if we raise our children in church, if we raise our children in godly homes and we pray for our children as they go to schools and uh, we as as God's people who are, are called by his name will, will stand up and, and fight for our children. Uh, I, I believe there will be a day that uh, that we can completely feel confident and comfortable sending our, our kids to, to public school, uh, right. trusting that, that they're going to to get a, a good, solid education. And I believe that starts with us, first by prayer, but also uh, taking the leap to um, if God has gifted you to, to be a teacher, um, and yes, you're going to have to do things you don't want to do. You've got to, uh, follow certain rules and, and do certain things. Uh, however, if we put up with it long enough to where we fight those battles and we start winning those battles, uh, I believe God will do uh, amazing things in our, uh, our school systems. Brother Christian, what do you have on, on that verse or any of the ideas? Yeah.
0: yeah. To start a youth out on their way. First we've gotta be living it. And Absolutely. so often in fact I saw this person post today is that uh it was a quote. I can't remember exactly who it's from, but I'm letting you know this is not my quote and this was a, a pastor's quote that said this somewhere along the line that uh people in churches don't lie. They sing their lies Mm. Uh, they don't speak their lies they sing their lies they go into church and they sing these hymns or these songs father use me all i have uh i sacrifice myself to you father use me things like that in our songs and then we go out and we live like the world and so if we really want some type of change it really starts first with us as brother rob was saying earlier his young son is watching them. Uh, my young daughter is watching me. In fact, it's so funny. We we just got back from a vacation. And while we were out and we were, we were going to the beach and we went out to these restaurants, I didn't realize it, but she was watching mine and my wife, Katie's, reactions to everything. And then all of a sudden, before too long, she starts acting just like us not necessarily in the right situations but right. all of a sudden she learned this word and i know brother rob probably has gone through this already too she learned the word no yeah and now all i hear is no 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 no. no 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 i'm pretty sure she got that from her mother if katie hears that she might kill me but <laughs> no but but there's this thing when katie we'll see Maisie doing something, she'll say, no, 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 no. And uh, that Maisie's not supposed to do. And then so it goes on from there. So our young daughter picks this up. And, and she didn't just pick up that, but she, you know, p- she picks up a lot of my expressions, too. And she, she mimics those. And, yeah. you know, she's just started to tickle. Me Every once in a while, she'll right. like run up to me and start doing the tickly fingers because that's what I do to her. Right. And so these kids, they'll mimic what they're seeing in their homes. And so it's hard to say, you know, this, this generation that's coming up, oh, it's their fault that everything's happening. And it's not because the generation before them is supposed to be, you know, helping out is supposed to be guiding them, leading them, teaching them and so we it seems more like we have this battle between the generations and we're so focused on which generation is the best that we're not even focused on living out our faith we're not focused on teaching others our faith and so we talk about these battles in a school system how do we get to winning these things how do we get to the students well first off we can stop complaining about the students i think that That's probably a great start. I can't tell you how many times I've sat down with someone my age or even older. The first thing they want to do when talking about kids is complain about them. And I know that students today are really different from what I experienced growing up, how I acted, how my friends acted. I'm sure, Brother Rob, that the school system as you're working in it right now is completely different Absolutely. From what we experienced when we were in school. But that's not to say that it's worse. There are worse ideologies now that are presented within the world. There's a greater following for things that go against Scripture in the school systems. But those kids have just as much potential as any one of us if they were to put their faith in Christ and to be used greatly. By Christ, but not only can we stop complaining about students, we can start focusing on our faith because if you want to train someone first, you've got to be adequate at, at that yourself. Brother Rob was joking earlier with me about how he was a history teacher and not an English teacher because he made a mistake with his grammar while right. talking to some of his co-workers And that's a good point there, brother Rob, that you made. You should not be an English teacher. Uh, (laughs) You have great ideas, but that's, you know, that's not your spot. You're good with history. Uh, You love history. If I ever need, if I ever have a question on history, I know who I'm going to ask. And that's brother Rob. Uh, So he's in the spot where he can teach people about history. Because he's trained in that, he's studied in that, and he's prepared to teach it. But how can we teach kids the way that they should go, so that way when they grow up, they won't depart from it? If we ourselves do not take our faith seriously, if we do not put our faith into action, if we don't sing those songs in church and actually live them out, God, use me. God, take every part of me. God, let me serve you. And when we sing those things that we're not just singing them like, you know, some type of ritual, but rather as a promise, as a vow that I'm going to go out into this world and live for you. So if we want to fight this battle, I think the best way is really just to focus on our faith. Right. I think I think that's a good way to fight any battle. Let's not just talk about the school system and say that's the only way to win back the school systems. But that's, anyway, culture. If we want to win back culture, we focus on our faith. We don't right. expect others to live our faith. We focus on our faith. And when people see us living our faith and presenting our faith, then they might just put their faith in Christ after they see how it changes you so completely what do you think about that rob
1: yeah absolutely and, and that's one of the things that um that i have to remind myself of as an you know a public school educator is that i'm there for a purpose i was hired for a pers- purpose i'm getting paid for a purpose and that purpose um in the school system is not to share uh jesus it's not to share my faith uh, i'm there to uh teach history but what I can do is I can build relationships uh, with, with these youth, with these students. And when they see me out in the community, then I have the opportunity because I've built relationships, uh, because they see me and uh, I'm going to do my best to always be positive, to always when a, a problem comes up, um, to address it um, positively, uh, to address it um, without losing my cool without losing my head and, and to always have peace and to always have hope even in the middle of, of troubled times. And that's what we've talked about already in in our study through James. Uh, That's what, you know, Peter tells us. That's what uh, Paul tells us. That's what the Bible tells us, right? To, to live out our faith, um, to be doers of God's word. And if we're, if we do that, then if I see the student out, then I have an opportunity to share the gospel. If they ask me, uh, Mr. Sharon or, 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 Mr. Rob, why, why is it that you're always positive? Why do you always have hope? Why is it that even when I act bad, that it, and and you discipline me because I will discipline, uh, but that you do it in a loving and a gracious way. What, why is that? Why do you do it that way? I'll be able to share, uh, the love of Jesus with them. And so, um, I have to remind myself of that, uh, but but that's just like at home, right? Mm-hmm. In, in order for my kids to have an authentic faith, for them to have an authentic walk with Christ, I need to the, I need them to see me have an authentic walk with Christ. I've, I see so many preachers' kids um, choose to do to completely rebel. To rebel against their parents, to rebel against God—I mean, it—it's a, you know, a cliche, right? The mm-hmm. the preacher's kid, the preacher's daughter is is the worst girl in school, or uh, you know, the the one that's going to go out and do uh, the worst things in college and uh, let loose and all of this type of thing. But what I've noticed is is the, and I know this is a challenge. This is a challenge for myself, and this is something. I continually have to work on, on myself. Um, but you know, the pastors who are are really, really in love with Jesus, not just in the pulpit on Sundays, but like it's visible and and obvious all the time. Usually their kids are pretty good. Um, it's the ones that, that preach it on Sunday and don't live it. Monday through Saturday, it's, it's their children who usually rebel. And I'm not saying that if, if you're a a godly pastor and uh, that, that, you know, you live it all the time that your child won't rebel because they have decisions they're going to make and Mm -hmm. they have to choose for themselves who they're going to serve. Um, And so I'm not saying if, if you're a pastor and you're listening and your child rebelled that you did something wrong, that's just the way it goes. Sometimes that's just a trend that I've noticed And so what I want to do and and something that I'm going to, to try my my best to do is to show my children an authentic faith. And that's what I'm going to do in the school too. I I might not be able to say in the school system, Hey, I'm doing this because I love Jesus and I love you too. Um, But in the school system, I can say, I I treat you like this because I care about you. Um, And then when I see them out in the community, I can tell them that, um, I love them and I care for them because I love, and I care for Jesus who also cares and loves, for, loves them and so much that he died for them. And so, uh, so that's my, uh, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And so that leads us to the next part of this podcast is we want to, uh, do two things. We want to pray with you guys, um, and earnestly pray for the schools all across the nation one of the things that we know uh, that that's just unavoidable in our our day and age that we we have to talk about is school safety and uh, mm-hmm. we've seen it uh, increasing over the years uh, school shootings and, and different things like that we need to be praying for our schools on a daily basis that, that god would protect our schools uh in our nation uh, but we also need to be praying for our, our local schools by name. Uh, so just our, our, the nation schools in general, but, uh, I challenge you at least once a week to, to call out your local school system to -hmm. God, um, in your quiet time and and be in prayer for your school, for their safety, uh, and, and for God to work in their, in the school system and in particular ways. And so, we're, that's one thing we're going to do here in just a minute. Oh, and,
0: and you could even take it a step further. You could go onto the school website, yeah. and it will have a full list of staff members
1: Absolutely. of that
0: school. I would encourage you to even do that. Look yeah. up the staff members and pray for each one individually, not necessarily all of them every day, but all maybe right. spread them out throughout the month and have a day where you pray for a certain staff member, a teacher, a principal, even the janitors, pray for them too because they interact with the students there. The bus drivers, uh, just pray for for each staff individual that's posted on the website as well. That's yeah. I think that's a great thing to do.
1: Absolutely, and and take that list to your church. Uh, yeah. Get a copy to everybody, and uh, maybe break it up and and have different people praying at different times so you do cover as a church, every staff member, every day. Uh, you mm-hmm. don't necessarily have to mention every name, but if your church does, think of what God could do um, in that school system and, and think about it. Um, many of our teachers are not Christians. Um, mm-hmm. And so when we call their name before the throne of God and ask God to, uh, to protect them, to guide them, to lead them as they teach, uh, we can also pray uh, for their salvation. And, right. uh, I believe that we could see God do amazing things in our school systems, uh, because yes. of, because of our prayer. And so yes, that's yes. something we're going to do. in in just a few minutes is, is pray. Uh, but something else we want to, to mention is just some ways that we believe, um, that you, uh, and your church could affect or could, uh, influence or, Uh, could uplift and encourage um, the school system in your area. So the first thing that I'm going to mention, and I'll mention something then I'll let uh, Brother Christian uh, comment on it, but uh, the first thing you can do, I know in Harrisburg, where I I was pastor at last, in Harrisburg, Arkansas, I talked to the superintendent and the superintendent said that I could be in the school system in any one of the schools any time that I wanted to be. That that he wanted my presence there, and so if you're a pastor, talk to your school administrators and see if they're okay with your with you coming into the classrooms. Uh, if you if they're okay with you going into the lunchrooms, and you might not be able to uh, to to preach or to to pray or anything, but just being there and letting the the mm-hmm. students see you is a is a big deal, brother Christian. You have any? Yeah, and,
0: and what's crazy, too, is is that when something bad happens, when there's devastating news for the students, one of the first people that they're going to call are the pastors the of the area. So it is important if you are a, a pastor or maybe a youth minister uh, or, or heavily involved in your church to be a presence in the community to be one of those that the students can call on or even the teachers and i'm praying for brother rob on that too because i believe that as he goes into this school system that god's not just placing him there to be a light shining to the students right but also to be a light shining to the teachers around him Absolutely. And so that's a big prayer. I, I would ask, I know he's not going to ask this, but I would ask that you pray for brother Rob yeah. as he starts into this new chapter of his life, that God would bless him greatly as he has done throughout all of his ministry thus far, that he would be a light shining in the belly of the beast yeah. at this moment. so
1: Absolutely. And you know, that, <laughs> that metaphor, um, is, uh, makes me think of Daniel in the lion's den. So I, I'm, I'm in the lion's den. And, mm-hmm. and if you haven't worked in the school system, especially lately, uh, you don't know how, how true that statement is. I, I'm in there. Uh, but I trust that the same, the same God who sent the same angels to, to, to clothe them, close the mouth of the lions is going to be there with me to protect right. me and to, to lead me as, as I go. And because um, I've, I've had Christians that have asked me, you know, aren't you scared that you're going to, um, you know, get fired for your faith or, uh, you know, different different questions like that, different ideas. And, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm I'm not scared. First of all, God put me there if he wants me to go somewhere else or, or do something else. Um, the, you know, that's his role. That, that's who he right. is. He's the sovereign God of the universe, wherever he leads out. I'll follow or I'll do my best to follow. I'm not, not perfect, but I'll do my best to follow. And so I believe if, if he's put me here, he's going to keep me there as long as uh, he wants me there. And so, so I'm, I'm not worried about that. Uh, But I mean, I do have to, to be careful what I say and what I do. uh, But, but that's in anything we do. Uh, The the second thing that I want to mention, this is something that I got from another church and uh, I can't remember what church I got this from, but I, I I saw the idea and I absolutely loved it, and it was something that I was planning on doing with Calvary uh, this coming summer or this coming fall, uh, but we just weren't able to to do it because I I got called back here to Kentucky, but but anyways, is take a have your church um, sponsor a school, whether it's uh, every school in the district or if it's. Um, the elementary school, middle school, high school, or if there's multiple schools, wherever you are, have your church um, sponsor one of them and go and fill up and stock up their, their staff, uh, staff lounge or staff room uh, with, you know, with soda or, or with um, snacks, Uh, make sure they have everything they need once a month, just doing Mm -hmm. something like that might cost a hundred, two hundred $200 to fill up the staff room. Uh, but think of the encouragement and, and the love right. that the, the teachers would get simply, uh, by receiving a gift from a church. And, you know, oftentimes we, um, we don't understand what a small gesture would do. So just something as small as, as providing, uh, somebody with a snack, because let me tell you, uh, uh, I've only taught for two days now. And so I, I don't have much uh, wisdom as, as far as being there long-term. And, uh, but um, I can tell you this yesterday, my fourth period class, they were ready to go home and uh, first day of school. And, and they were getting rowdy. And by the end of that class period, I was starting to question whether or not I was, called to teach. Uh, but, uh, but then, this morning, um, of course, uh, my, uh, my classroom, uh, does not have air conditioning, And so the administrators come in the first day, they're like, it's way too hot in here. All the kids were complaining. So, so they sent me down to the library. Well, in the library today, they were passing out, um, they, they were passing out, uh, computers to all the students and,
0: yeah, where was too. my computer when I was in school?
1: Right, I'm telling you. So, uh, but so all these kids were coming in and they were talking and they were, you know, it was really destructive. Uh, destructive, not quite destructive, but <laughs> disruptive. And that's why I'm not an English teacher. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was it was very distracting, and and my kids were always looking over. Uh, but one of the teachers came up to me and just said something simple. She said, you know, um, she was one of our office staff, and she said, I, I wasn't a big fra- uh, fan of um, of high school growing up. I, I just didn't care much for it, she said. But listening to you teach today, even in the middle of all the distractions of uh, kids coming in and out all day long, she said, I would have really enjoyed um, – Having you as a teacher and 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 learning from you, and I mean that just sentence just mm-hmm. just made my day and was like, you know, there there is a reason that God has done what He's done, and so, um, just a, a small act of of kindness like uh, providing for the teachers in, in the staff room can go a long way. Brother Christian, right. you got anything on that?
0: Yeah, no, I I think that's a great idea for churches to get involved. And again, we a lot of times with with churches we kind of shout just as loudly as the world concerning the separation of church and state. But I wanna clarify that the separation of church and state was not to keep the church out of school systems, but to keep the state from controlling the church. That that was the whole point of it. Now I think it's fair to say that we can never force anyone To share our faith. But I believe that if we are faithful, that if we live out our faith daily, not just in the eyes of people, but also in our homes, if we have a healthy active prayer life, if we're serving God where He's calling us to serve, that He does great things through His church. So I think it's very important for the church to have a healthy relationship with the school systems surrounding them. And so we're just going to take this time now to pray for the school systems. I'm going to start out. I'm going to pray for the schools, and then we'll let Brother Rob end and dismiss us. But I want to encourage each and every one of you to pray for the students, to pray for the staff, Of the school systems and also if there is a way for your church to be involved with the school systems to help them out, whether it's uh, supplying snacks and stuff like that for the teachers or whatever way, however you can be active in the school system near you, do it. We need to reach this generation and it only starts when the church gets up and gets active. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, I just want to lift up each and every school throughout the world as they start up this new year. I know there's a lot of different things in the world today. There's a lot of different anxieties. There's a lot of different worries out there, Father. But I just pray that as the school year starts, that the church is active around the school systems, that they're reaching out to the students, that they're reaching out to the staff, in their communities, uh, to point them towards you. Father, I want to lift up the teachers in the school systems, especially uh, those that are Christians. Just give them the strength and courage to live out their faith, even if they can't speak it as boldly as they would like to in the classroom. Help them and give them the ability to live out their faith in front of the students so that they can be an example of your love and your mercy. And Father, for those teachers that aren't Christians, uh, I just pray for encouragement for them, encouragement to seek you out, encouragement to follow you in faith in their life so that they can be an even brighter light for the students that they are teaching. And Father, just protect our school systems as this year continues forward. Uh, Let this be a year that students uh, don't have the same fears as last year, but a year that they can grow together in unity and love and ultimately somehow through this year in the school system. Father, let them find you and see your presence. In Jesus' name I pray.
1: Amen. Thank you, brother. Uh, Now, guys, if if you would... uh... Uh, I'm going to lead us in, in prayer, and I'll I'll dismiss us as well, uh, but I encourage you, just as Brother Christian said, uh, make this a part of your everyday routine. Um, it could be as simple as um, saying the name of the school, uh, but it, it could be as in-depth as, as going on the website and, and finding those teachers' names, and I'd encur- encourage you to, to be active in prayer, but if you would, me, please. Father, we thank you uh, once again for your word. Your, your word is a, um, a light to our, our path, a lamp to our feet. God, we just thank you um, that, that we can walk uh, by the light of your grace and your love. God, as I pray that for, for me, as uh, you've called me to teach, God, I just pray that you would help me uh, to be a shining light, uh, a city on a hill. God, help me to, to be the salt of the earth and help me to be your light God, because you've called me out for a reason, for for a purpose. And so I'm, I'm excited to see what you're going to do um, through my life. But God, as, as Brother Christian said, um, here in America, there are um, thousands of schools that are, are starting this week. And, and God, we know um, that with recent events and um, the increase in, in school shootings, that safety is, is a very big concern. And so, God, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus that, that you would protect our schools, that you would put a hedge of protection around them, that, God, that you would put um, safety procedures in place, that you would uh, help law enforcement work with our school systems, and, God, that you would uh, help every teacher and, and every staff, every custodian Uh, Every office worker to um, to do everything they can to keep our students safe. But God, most of all, we pray for Your providential uh, hand uh, to to guide and to lead this year, God. That You would protect this year, and that You would help uh, those tragedies uh, to to start to decline. God, we know that You have the power and the authority to do that, and we ask it in Jesus' name. God, we pray uh, for each and every administrator out there. God, as they're uh, dealing with bus schedules, as, as they're dealing with um, where students are going and, and if students are in class and what kind of discipline they are to uh, to administer, God, we just pray for guidance for them, uh, for for wisdom, for understanding. We also pray um, that, that you would show grace and mercy through them. God, we pray that um, that you would be with the teachers, God, that uh, the ones that are spending the most time with the students, God, we just pray that um, that you would also lead them by your grace and your mercy. God, we pray for you to call out godly men and women all across this country uh, to to decide to go in um, to our school systems to be teachers, to be administrators, um, not so that we can take your word into the schools necessarily but so that we can show your love, that we can live for you in front of these students and that that they'll want a piece of what you have given us. God, we pray that not only would you send godly teachers uh, to our schools, but that you would transform lives of the teachers that are currently in school. God, we know um, that there's nobody, uh, there's no way, there's no name, Except for the name of Jesus, that can save, and so God, we pray that you would uh, that you would bring salvation and you would bring revivals to our schools, God. That you would use godly uh, teachers to to impact and influence uh, other teachers, and God, that that you would help us um, to to see a great awakening in our school systems, God. That that you would show up in a, an an orthodox way, but that you would show up even. In our school systems, and God, we pray that you would be with our students. We pray that you would put a hedge of protection around them. God, we know in the this day and age of social media and and um, uh, with technology uh, at their fingertips, the God that temptations uh, are are running rampant in their lives. And so, God, we just pray for protection from them, uh, from uh, physically, mentally, spiritually, and God, most of all, we pray that you. Uh, would send your Holy Spirit into our school systems and, and help our, our students see, hear, and know you. And God, we know that, uh, that they cannot see and they cannot hear if nobody um, accepts your call. And uh, nobody can accept your call if we're not listening to you. So God, help us um, as individuals. Uh, the people that are, are, are listening to this podcast, help us to stand up in prayer, in our actions, Mm -hmm. and help us to do everything we can uh, to to make sure our local school systems are provided for, loved on, and, and shown the grace and mercy of you, our great God and Savior. God, we ask this in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Every week has its trials and tribulations. And we want to encourage you to seek Christ during those times. We want to pray for you during those times. So look us up on Facebook by typing in faith168podcast
1: and send us a message. It can be a prayer request or maybe you want us to answer a question that you've been contemplating. Just send us a message. Thank you so much for
0: joining us today. And we will see you again in 168 hours.